Well. Well. We are up and running. We are, in finally. A, you know, I guess metaphorical only sense, in my case, I exist. <laughs> Therefore, I am. I, I, I know I'm here. Well, I thank, know I'm here. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Yoni, for being here. Uh, I am also here, and together we are both fine, apparently. Yeah, we're fine. We're, yeah. Thank you so Individually, much. Individually, we're here. Together, we're fine. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Everything's Fine. Everything is fine. With Georgia and Yoni. Mm-hmm. With, yep, yep. With, <laughs> for yep. the one time I didn't we say with us. Georgia. And Yoni's yep. here, too. <laughs> yep, I'm here. I'm here. There's, we are here for sure. There's just yeah. a lot going on in the world and a lot going on in our brains, and we wanted to share, I guess, some of that with you. Yeah, yeah. See how we all felt about it. Right, right. Because it's it doesn't feel fine. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that's where we'll get to. Maybe we'll be. Maybe we'll feel fine when we're done talking about how things are not. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the whole thing in Israel. What's going oh, on yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. No, everything's everything's fine over there too. <laughs> Jewish fine over there too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that I really have been, I hope that what we can do is the opposite of what so much uh, of, of the energy out there is doing, which is kind of obviously Yelling? just being vitriolic. and <laughs> Yelling things. <laughs> yeah, everything feels like a reaction. Mm-hmm. I think I would start by throwing some of the comments out there that I enjoyed the most, or maybe disliked the least, right. depending on how you're looking at it. Right. Um, but one comedian, Aaron Berg, who's known for just pushing every sort of boundary possible, um, just said something like, these comedians can't get a 15-minute set together, but they know how to fix the Middle East. I don't want to hear your thoughts. Oh, well. You know? <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's two things that are like, but in reality, but well, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like an, an energy to like, why do you come to the discussion from this whole like, and to me, this is where it gets to me more personal, just because anybody who has family there and I, you know, we have a small family because the Germans, you know, because um, the, Ger- the Germans, because that one time the Germans, yeah, yeah, we have a small know. family, but yeah, yeah. It's, they're there. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> but they're, you know, it, right now, I think everybody who has an attachment to the place, no matter what side you're on, I would imagine we all feel very lonely, mm. um, which is obviously much better than feeling like I would feel if I was there, mm. but we're not able to really communicate with most people about it because I don't know what the numbers are. Let's call it half, half, half the people don't want to bring it up at all. Mm-hmm. And the other half shouldn't. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It feels like anybody who's confident enough to get into it is uh, more upset than I am or than the people who have family connections to the place. And that's what's so mind blowing is that this issue is a trigger for so many people uh, around the world and everyone can kind of relate to a version of what they see is going on. And it's very hard to see what's going on because all of the news organizations are incredibly biased. Mm. And even for the people in Israel, like, I mean, you know, Gaza, I, you know, who knows what kind of news they're getting right now, if any. But, um, you know, with no, if they have no, any internet and, and, and power in general. But in Israel, they try to read what's going on. And I spoke to my cousins about this. And he said something like, you look at the 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 Israeli publications, they don't even tally the deaths in Gaza. And you look at Al Jazeera and they don't tally the, the deaths in Israel. Mm. So it's like we have to find out for ourselves by doing, by un, like removing the bias through math mm-hmm. or something. And so you can't, even for the people around the world who this does trigger, you have no idea which version of the story they are signed up for. 
and there is maybe one of the largest disparities in in um, in uh, the clarity of the narrative that I've ever seen. And you know, I'm 38 years old. I was born in Israel and left when I was five. I never imagined there'd be a time period where we were really worried about the country's future entirely. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very strange to try to navigate how to approach anyone about this. And so what I usually tell people if we do get around to talking about it is I thank them for just talking about it. Cause I, cause I know we want to, mm -hmm. yeah. everybody's reading about it. Everybody's checking in. Everybody's, you know, talking about what this looks like, bringing up video clips, you know? And so I know we're all thinking about it. It's, 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 I would much rather you, I'd much rather the ones who feel uncomfortable speak and the ones who feel comfortable stop. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So I'm mm. uncomfortable, so I guess right. we should talk about it. To then. fix the incredibly complex situation, <laughs> I just made a huge generalization <laughs> and said onward and upward. Mm. But that's kind of what it feels like, yeah. you know, when you see people respond. And I see comedians that I've booked on shows that I used to have. I'm like, ooh, they're not friends anymore. I saw what she wrote and I saw what he wrote, you know what I mean? And, and, um, it's sad to watch the rest of the world seem to do its impression of the rage that's going on over there. Try to match it somehow yeah. with the vitriol of, of our rhetoric. So that's been really, um, difficult. And at the same time, the only thing that I can think of to look forward to is to just get rid of these governments, you know, um, but maybe an interesting thing to begin with, as far as like an actual discussion, um, you know, because people talk about apartheid a lot. And mm -hmm. I think that it's, you know, we've seen images, we've seen the nature of what Gaza is and how it's been operating, especially over the last 20 years. Um, it's, it's, it's not hard to use that word. At the same time, maybe we should start comparing Hamas to Nelson Mandela. And look at um, how this war is being waged because it seems like most of the people I speak to who are, I don't know what to call them, but besides like on the, a camp that sort of mixes like white liberals with a racial issue in terms of Europeans moving into that territory and taking brown people's land, which is an old story mm -hmm. that everybody knows a version of. Um, and so there's a weird kind of, conflation of two different groups of people I think in the United States or at least in New York in my immediate community which is black people who look at this circumstance I mean I think in a way can't help but look at this circumstance from that perspective in partially mm -hmm. and then um, you have the way that it's all being handled is uh, a mixture of causes and Palestinians seem to be I feel like Palestinians are as helpless uh, to prevent Hamas from becoming their sole proprietors, just as helpless as the Israelis have been in ousting their own conservative government. So they've been talking about it. There were protests in Netanyahu and, and the government leading up in the years, not like months, but the years leading up to this atrocity. So um, there were basic things that were mentioned like, he wanted to protect the settlers in the West Bank, so he moved the majority of the army over there, which is partially why they were left, you know, caught with their pants down 
and but in general, I I worry more than anything that Netanyahu knows that when this is over, he's not going to be in power anymore, and so it benefits him to continue it. Mm-hmm. I worry about that because um, in my mind, his corruption will far outweigh his humanity nine and a half times out of ten. And um, outside of that, I just try to, I, I hope that the people that are not there have the opportunity to just look at everything and understand the way this is working because the protests are going on right now and for both sides. And I'm Israeli and I'm actually, I would consider going to a pro-Israel protest more painful like, I know that I would not be able to go. Mm. I know that I wouldn't be able to go. Mm-hmm. Because despite the fact that I am, I guess if you could say, on a side, I guess it's that one. Mm-hmm. But that's just because I want my family to have a home. Right. You know, it's not really more comprehensive than that. Right. In a way, if I look at the entire situation, the lack of a Palestinian home contributed to the fact that all this happened to Israelis as well as people living in Gaza. So that makes me a Palestinian supporter when it comes to this issue. And that is a crazy feeling to have when I watch the videos like everyone else about Israelis, you know, going through that day. So it's just, it's just a crazy feeling. But I think that the whole world has been moving us in a direction of reactionary talk and, and lack of critical thinking and, and not being able to acknowledge layers and complexities. So, and, and then on top of that, shaming people for having the wrong opinions. So this is the perfect circumstance for everyone to just like, I'm going to join this team. And I'm going to be on, I'm going to be on anger team one. And then there's anger team two through 11. And they're all kind of a mixed mixture of people. So, it's, it's, it's just sad. It's just so sad. And it's really confusing uh, being from a country that in a way made the most dramatic shift from refugee to conqueror uh, in, in human history and is wrestling with that. Um, but they have been failing tremendously in this particular most significant issue of the existence of its country, which is built on, you know, the land of a a lot of, you know what I mean? A lot of transitions happen in that land, but Palestinians have been there for so long. And like the, it's just so strange to try to, to try to learn and feel because none of it seems to work. And then as soon as you think you understand something, you talk to someone else and you feel worse, you know, for a variety of reasons. So there's so many stories coming out right now that are just terrible. Um, but yeah, I want there to be, um, I hope, I hope that a lot of Jews in the world, uh, have a, a reckoning with their identity. I don't know if that is likely. Um, but I hope that we can find a way specifically the European descended ones you know, um, to understand when we speak and when we think and when we cultivate our narratives, which part of our energy is coming from this immigrant refugee mentality that we speak about so much mm-hmm. and which, which of the tactics we're using were learned from the Europeans that we lived around. 
you know, because there's a mixture of that. And that's what's crazy about both of these sides is that I'm looking at the, the Palestinian protests, pro-Palestine protests all over the world. Um, and to me, it looks very clearly to be a just cause interwoven with anti-Semitism. It just seems to all be in the same bouquet. You know, there's just like six of these flowers and 12 of these flowers and they go really nicely together. And um, at the same time, it's really weird reading comments from leaders of Hezbollah and Hamas about the Israeli occupation in Gaza and not disagreeing with them. Like, it's weird to not disagree with the Hezbollah leader as a person who was born in Israel. And it doesn't matter that I know that this particular person is omitting tons of information and absolutely trying to enhance this particular thing um, that he doesn't need to enhance. That's the wrong word. But I mean, that is not the only problem for the Palestinians in the region. Israel's not their only problem. But Israel is the primary one responsible for their well-being as long as they are occupying the space. So... That's where I'd begin. <laughs> that's, that's that. So hopefully that gets us to begin somewhere that we can kind of figure out. Well, um, you, my friend that you met um, from Florida a couple weeks yeah. ago sent me something that you had ended up seeing, but I sent it to you not knowing that you saw it, but it was a comedian talking, a Jewish comedian. Jim Marco. Talking about yeah, it was how, a good joke. how his his black friend finally has something to feel uncomfortable to bring up with him. Right. Because, you know, if you have a black friend, like, mm. if you're comfortable, you'll just say whatever. But if you're if you're not sure if you're going to step on somebody's toes and you have a black friend, you kind of just go, so, uh, like, right. I mean... So how do right. you, you know, like if a shooting happens or whatever, yeah. and then now black people with Jewish friends are like, so, um, yeah, like, how, uh, how, so how, what's up, what's up, yeah, yeah. how, mm, right. <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, and I told that joke to uh, my bartender friends, two other friends that I had just met, both of them were black, and one of them was like, yeah, man, we went through this shit in 2020, man, it's your turn. Yeah. That's what he said, you know what I mean? It was like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> that that's one thing though the nervousness around the topic because i don't know enough about it right i, I right, told right. my cousin i was talking to i'm like okay listen i understand that like killing civilians is bad right, right. however i don't know if this is if this is like we told you to stop fucking with us we mm. told you to stop fucking with us right. we told you to stop fucking with us right. now we're gonna fuck with you right or if it was just like i feel like invading you today like russia right you know? right right i was like i don't know that's I don't so know. interesting that's, i mean that's also i think how people who are well read but also about this issue mm -hmm. but also and i'm halfway there i'm not like any kind of scholar about all of the different moments that have built up to this one mm -hmm. i uh i have some experience through the family and i've learned through them and reading on my own but you know, it's a huge, vastly ornate, like, series of, of events that happened over a hundred-year period mm. leading up to now, involving this wave of European Jews leading up to that moment when the, the State of Israel was created. But it might be good to go over a series of sort of, you know, not-too-general bullet points <laughs> to lead up to this. Mm. And I, I think I can propose it just sort of making it a combination of like objective and personal, because that's the only thing I can do. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, my mother was in the Yom Kippur War in uh, 73. And she was, the ironic nature of the whole family joke was that she and her brother were both in the same generation. You know, she's a couple years older than him. 
she was a singer. She had no interest in fighting, but she was a really good singer. So they put her in the Central Command singing troop. So when the fighting happened, she had to go entertain the troops at the front lines. My uncle was ready to, like, he was just an 18-year-old guy ready to go blow shit up. He was just like a, you know, a army kid who was ready to, you know, do his duty and get it all over with, you know, play with big toys. Yeah. And, um... Boys and their toys. Yeah. And they put him in the Sinai Desert for two years and he read the Bible twice. Uh, I didn't see a day of action. Sounds like Jarhead. So, <laughs> jar, jarhead. Yeah. Movie, yeah. 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 <laughs> but that was their experience. And now my mother is there in Tel Aviv. And I'll, side note, we have not spoken, which is incredibly frustrating, um, which we can get to all that stuff later. But, um the nature of a family dispute that is so deep that we can't even communicate in a situation like this. And I say can't, that's maybe a cop out, but I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, blew my mind that this happened. And I was like, I knew that I can't call her mm-hmm. and listen to her turn the Israel Gaza situation into a story about herself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could handle that. And then I would blow up at her yeah. and I don't, I, I, I can't, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? That's not how I want to spend would, either of our days. You would blow up at her. Is that like a Freudian <laughs> reference? Yeah. No, no, what? There was a reference what does to, that the mean? to the to the murder, to the war murder, not to, to any, the war murder, to the war. Sorry, oh, war murder. Oh, war wow, murder. I just went to another dirty direction. You did. You yeah, did. I was like, why Oedipus now? <laughs> no, this was not leaning there. Oedipus later, not right. Oedipus now. Right, not now. <laughs> uh, it's too early. It's too soon. Too soon for Oedipus. Go back to the war jokes. Yeah. Wow, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, violence is no problem. But yeah. sex I thought, yeah, exactly. and family relationships, no. later. No. And, and later means never. Yeah, well, not with us. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not with us. For, right. for regular folks. Right, right, right. Well, you guys know to tune in or not to <laughs> later on. Um, but so she's now, she was 19, you know, when that happened, when the Yom Kippur War happened, and she's 68 now, and... Um, just putting her business out there. Yeah, Just like, yeah. yeah Sorry, she's old as fuck. I mean, at this point, like, I hope you get a little annoyed and, you know, you can talk about it. But there's many worse things that have happened along the way than that. But, um... Yeah, she just like that's the 50-year mark. Like, when people talk about it, this was the 50-year anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. This is the person in my family who literally has markers of that. And in her case, it involved leaving Israel for almost three decades and then coming back. And seeing that, my great aunt is 95. She was like nine when the Holocaust broke out. She has seen everything. And except for what the people in Gaza have seen. But she has seen um, enough tragedy. And to be 95 years old and hearing explosions at your apartment has got to be crazy. Mm. Um, But, uh, you know, the whole land in the occupied territory is in the process of being erased. And so all I have is the emotional connection to my people who I have to admit, I don't feel overall, and I, and I don't have any problem with this, but I don't feel, and I say this just to articulate where I'm coming from, that it's ever a fair comparison to blanket statement, overall compare the Jews to the Nazis, just as like, these are the ones, like the Germans did not just come to, to, to Germany because they were fleeing something else. Mm-hmm. So number one, understand that like in my, the way, the way that I'm looking at this is that what happened in World War One and Two were examples of what happens all the time, which is 
a country being manipulated by its incredibly emotionally insecure leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> insecure, immature, <laughs> repressed. And needing way too much power and taking the, the country on a tailspin of, yeah. of their own personal, Added. almost always his own personal benefits. Uh-huh. But I'm sure if, you know, yeah. as soon as, you know, equality happens, we'll have our crazy female leaders as well. We sh- I don't think we will. I mean, you might be right, and I believe in you. I really believe in you. I believe in you. I've just never felt that way about a group of people. Like, there are no crazy dictators in your group. I've never felt that way. The funny, That's too much confidence no, there are no to have. crazy dictators in your group. You know what I mean? But the thing is, like... Women have it in them. The, no, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. Women have it in them. But I think that the... If, I think that, for once, sexism and miso- misogyny would actually save us and save us face because... Even getting elected is a problem. Yeah. So then it's so then people like me can be like, a woman would never do right, this. Right, you know? right, right. And like, no, I'm sure there's a crazy I, woman out there. And I understand why would, you think you know? <laughs> I get it completely. Just in my mind, I mean, I don't know if I get it, but I understand it as the restrictions that have been put on womanity, you know, um, would create a certain kind of check and balance emotionally overall that would prevent you from going that direction. Mm-hmm. Problem with that is. Netanyahu said that about Jews. Hmm. I mean, not that, but he said the worst version, which was on television. And I've been looking for this clip and I can't find it, so I'm almost thinking I'm crazy. But he said, Jews are have suffered so much that we are morally perfect. Uh. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's a breaker you shit. What are you talking about? You just tell me some... This is how Bernie Madoff did what he started. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, this is the insanity of that comment. Yeah. In my mind, so... This, to me, feels like a much more rational version, Hmm. but of the same energy, Hmm. which means that the suffering creates the solution. And I think that I still have some suspicions about that, depending on what the circumstance is. Yeah, the context definitely matters. I think it's only partially nature. I think the nurture does do a lot to keep keep women who would go crazy Mm -hmm. out of the running. Maybe just the patriarchal system. It wouldn't even... It's because women have... In that case, two things to to, mm-hmm. to get across. The woman would have to be so good at hiding the things that would get her kicked out right. of the running, right. but still have it in her to right. do that. She'd have to fool everybody, yeah, and then yeah. go crazy. And it's like that's right. just a too hard to do. Right, the level of of I guess emotional cleverness or whatever it is that's some spy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I just I try to figure out. You know, the only one phrase I can think of that is the most significant thing that everyone around the world can do to benefit and to help this circumstance from never happening again is vote for great leaders (laughs) wherever you are. I mean, that's the only thing you can do because if we, if Americans all voted for great leaders, there wouldn't be unilateral support for Israel every single time. There would be a leader who knew how to navigate that sort of world. This is something that has nothing to do with, with Israel directly. It's America. Where, where we you should see George's this, face right now. Gonna, She's like, what what leaders? Well, well, hopefully we are seeing my face. It's hard for me to tell if we are or not. <laughs> I have no idea. That's right. I forgot that we're videotaping. Well, we're, you do we're, see her we're trying. We're trying. Yeah. I, I, am I going to... Do you want to check? Make sure it's... Sure, <laughs> sure. I should. I, we, we, you know, we, you did, we didn't that. check yeah. it. Am I, am I clear? So far, so good. Okay. <laughs> we are, in fact, recording, and our faces are with you. Okay. Yeah. Um... Where are we going to find these great leaders to vote for in the first place? I mean, if we 
feel any sorts of greatness amongst ourselves. This is some cheesy shit, but we have that in our leaders. Not everyone is in Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Not everybody is a girl from, a bartender from Brooklyn, or whatever she was, a server from Brooklyn. It doesn't have or the to Bronx, be everybody, The though. Bronx. You know, um, but, but, like, not, right. you, like, she's seeing, like, grassroots. Right. How? You need money. Well, I mean, absolutely. In this right. economy. I mean, that's the, absolutely. <laughs> but at the same time, we saw, we've seen examples, especially in the last few years, of energy galvanizing quickly. Mm-hmm. Of course, it has to turn into legislation. So there is that in gi- giant step as mm. well, um, and it's probably not going to work. Like it's probably not. You know what I mean? It's, that's, the system has to change. You still have to do something. This, though. The system itself needs to change. This, yeah, and this, we have to change the system in the same way that, like, that's the saddest part about Israel and Gaza, is that the Israelis have to change their government. Mm-hmm. The Palestinians have to find a way to. Um, have leadership that acts differently. I don't know how else to say that. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, um, I follow, like, all these Instagram pages, like, My Religion is Rap, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, people who, who, like, are ready to, like, speak the cold hard truth and shit. You know, Mamba Mentality. Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. <laughs> gets up and does the job every day, wakes up at 4 a.m., works out six times. <laughs> but a lot of the... Um, there's an interesting connection between, and this is the racial element, partially... Um, sort of hip-hop adjacent uh, topical groups supporting Palestine, you know. And uh, saw some guy talking about, like, every time you see us out on the street and the cops treat, like, treat us like this and we can't find a cab, and this, we are Hamas. That's what we are. So this violence that you're seeing is not what you think you're seeing. And ultimately, I just can't, I can't, I can't understand that argument. Like, I do understand uh, breaking the door down and bulldozing your way into a new truth, if that's what's required, mm-hmm. you know? And I also thought about when they talked about the music festival and how traumatic it was for all the Israelis who were there. Like, it's crazy like how close that musical festival, music festival was to Gaza. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine them hearing the music festival mm-hmm. and being like, Those motherfuckers, fucking partying on Gaza goddamn drugs mm-hmm. like i can imagine the rage just building mm-hmm. but again i say let's compare hamas to nelson mandela mm-hmm. if you're going to use apartheid let's look at the most recent example that has been widely talked about and and that everyone in the world can relate to um why is this different or actually i'm saying it's different why is it why is it the same for most people in terms of how they seem to treat it um because to me, I'm trying to think of a, a liberal Israeli government's response to something like this. But a lot of people just don't believe anything they hear from Israeli media anymore anyway. So, you know, to them, there are no kids dying in Israel. You know? Oh, um, Alex Jones. But that's not progressive. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Alex. <disasters. laughs> yeah. Poor Alex. Poor Alex, yeah. Oh, for him. <laughs> At this, in a moment like this, I would have as little sympathy for him or empathy as I could possibly imagine. But I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what he said. Know what he the said. crisis act. No, well, he was... He, About this? Oh, uh, no. not. Uh, I haven't heard him say oh, anything. Okay. Since he got sued, I haven't heard him say anything. Yeah, I haven't really... Yeah, nothing's really happened. Uh, I mean, stuff probably has happened, but we don't... We're, we're not involved in, like, conservative media circles. So right. We, would, we wouldn't really know. America won or whatever that... 
shit is that Trump started? There's, 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 yeah, there's America First, social, I think. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah. Choose social, and like we don't we don't pay attention to that. Right, I'm sure, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we appreciate our brain cells. Well, we'd yeah. like them to linger, and I'd like them to not have arms in them. So we don't. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't want to listen to that. I really don't want to listen to that. Yeah, but yeah, it's um. It's, it's, I don't have, a, I don't, I really just don't have a lot to contribute to this. I'm just listening. Well, I mean, and I want to try to figure out how we articulate this as best we can. Cause like, I'm trying to sort of see if, you know what I mean? If there are questions that you're thinking of, or if there are ways that I can talk that are beneficial, you know, and I think all I can think of are referencing the points that I've felt so far that there's nowhere to go intellectually in conversation or emotionally within myself. And so some of those moments happen when I hear, when I get into these uh, videos that I watch online and it's like, we are Hamas. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and on the other hand, um, I thought I did understand all the circumstances that I was reading about, like, or the, the different energies that created a lot of that music in the first place, which was a kind of a militant style of like, you know, this is us we grew up in a crazy ass environment and we don't care if you guys are upset with how we sound, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like, it makes me feel like October 7th was a song to them. Mm. And I'm like, no, it happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if someone wrote a song and they listed all the things they were going to do from Hamas's perspective to Israelis, a little bit different than referencing all that happened. Um, I think that a lot of people who side, I don't know if they do actually, I don't know, I can't say a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people who have, and this is where I feel like the, uh, the anti-Semitism and the just cause for Palestinians, which I do, I know is just, and has been for as long as they've, they've been there, I feel like those two things weave in and out of each other, I feel like there's a lot of, um, there is a, there is a, mechanism which means in order to be the people have said versions of this to try to suspend this belief but that you have to be you have to ignore israeli lives in order to appreciate palestinian prosperity Hmm. you kind of have to and i guess vice versa that's what all of the angry people who i very generally and stereotypically said i wish they would stop talking Mm -hmm. that's what all of them are teaching us and reminding us and so even the Israeli leaders are like, there is no difference between Palestinians and Hamas. And I'm like, for your tank, there isn't. Like, honestly, like for your tank, like if you're in a fucking circumstance and you have to get to the people below ground, below the other people, and on the one hand, Hamas keeps telling them not to leave, now, I don't know why, but in my mind, there's got to be an, an angle of each body that dies is human currency mm. in the fight for their cause. Mm. That's what it sounds like to me, mm. you know, to tell them to stay and to have to. It's so ugly to imagine having to destroy homes so that you can literally destroy the ground beneath the homes. Mm. That's what's going on right now. And so the tunnels, all the, the, the people are hunkered down. I don't know what kind of fighting is going on underground. You know what I mean? What, what that's like, that's got to be like some zombie shit, like the craziest things you can imagine. But I'm so upset with the people who seem to lean into their anger 
when they are two or three degrees separated from it. You know? And then I'm even upset with the Israeli leaders and the, and the people. I ran into some Israelis on the train, uh, waiting for the train. At the end of our conversation, there's a mother and daughter, and they're from uh, uh, Be'eri, uh, which is one of the hardest hit places near Gaza. Uh, their uncle died and the daughter told me she couldn't go to the funeral. She was very sad. And her mother basically came from Israel to New York just to be with her for a little bit and just leave. And at the end of the conversation, they just said, we're just so relieved. You're not one of the crazy Israelis. Like, we're just so relieved you could have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Cause even if you're on the same side and this goes for Palestinians as well, imagine there's some, you know, young kid who's hopeful and who kind of looks and sees that he thinks that Hamas is not the way to go. And everyone around him is telling him, no, you're fucking crazy. Jew lover or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? I mean, that's... That was reminiscent of Edward Lover to me. <laughs> that's, that's what I just heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to conjure that image at all. That sounds... <laughs> it's okay. No, but it's true. It's just... Yeah. That, uh, well, I, yeah, I don't accept that the, uh, although I, I know the apartheid is horrific and it's been going on and, and been exacerbating for two decades. It's been getting worse for two decades, but I don't accept that, 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 uh, I guess the clearest way I'll say it again is Israel is ultimately responsible for Palestinians because they are their, should be their citizens, their residents in this occupation. And, you know, I talked to, uh, uh, a guy, a New York Jewish guy who was so interesting. He said, but you know, Israel's not really responsible for them as much. I was like, who is? And he was like, and I, even before he spoke, I was like, you mean like Egyptians, Jordanians, mm -hmm. Lebanese, Syrians, because they're Muslim? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, they are their people. Mm -hmm. So in his mind, he doesn't even... Palestinians are not is Israel's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And to me, how do you... I don't understand how, the, how you came to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. I understand how you could be mad at the world for only seeing Israeli contribution to their suffering mm -hmm. and ignoring the fact that other autocracies nearby have contributed to it as well. Mm -hmm. But the idea that Israel is not responsible for them is chaos. It's, it's lunacy to me. So everywhere I go in every room I'm in and every opinion that I hear, there is someone there who I feel like ignored seven different things and, 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 and highlighted three and they found their opinion. And so that adds to the hopelessness of the entire circumstance, you know. So happy, happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. <laughs> we usually record on Tuesdays, so, Tuesday, so I think that's why we have having not manic. This is the opposite of manic, um, mm. a depressed Monday. Right. But um, Monday. It, it's kind of reminding me of the Uyghurs in China. It's like, oh, if you're Muslim, you're not really Chinese, so we need to re-educate you. So you're like actually Chinese, and right. it's like, why can't you just just look? Why can't you just let people just live, man? Right. You know? They're not doing it. They're literally, we're not doing anything to you. And you're like, well, yeah, we got to make sure these people are, if they're going to be our people, they have to do exactly what we do and right. value exactly what we value and believe exactly what we believe. Otherwise, they're not our people. Right. Right. And it gets biblical to me because I think about how, I think maybe, I don't know if we've talked about this, but the fact that love thy neighbor started to mean like build a wall. Like, love, <laughs> yeah. like to me, that's how that goes. Love thy neighbor means you're not my fucking neighbor. Mm-hmm. I don't know you, yeah. you know, or you moved here recently uh, or you, how did you get here? How you did know? you get here? <laughs> exactly. How did they let you in? I just, I, I always just 
do not understand the people who are like, they're the other. They came here recently. It's like, you, if you're not Native American, you're not from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's from here if you're not Native. Even if you are Native American, there was nobody here until Native Americans were here. Right. So even they weren't technically, but like, it's just weird. This is our country. You need to speak our language. Okay, well, go to England and speak your language. Right, right. And they'll be upset at how we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Right. This whole, this whole like we're we're just we're going through our own kind of revolution, de evolution, revolution kind of in America, where we're trying to like yeah. instead of instead of having the separation of church and state, we're like no no no, we want to have Christian Sharia law. We want this to be a Christian country. We right. want this to be a European. Right. <laughs> it's like uh This bakery will not sell a gay couple their fucking cake. No. Because Jesus would be upset. Okay, just specifically speaking about that, um, I actually... What, I didn't say it right? No, it's not that you didn't say it. I thought it was super articulate. It's not that you didn't say it right. It's that when it comes to that that specific um, kind of issue, I actually uh, agree. Not with, like, like you can't be Publix, or not, wait, uh, I'm in the North. Uh, You can't be ShopRite, or... or, uh, It used to be Pathmark. Stop and Shop. You Mm. can't be those places and not sell a gay couple a cake because you don't like gay people. Like you can't do that because you're part of a huge corporation and you serve the public there. And there are certain things, there are certain uh, discriminatory practices you can't do. However, if you are an independent contractor, if you're a freelancer, if you're a small business and work for yourself and you don't want to work with a client, I think you have every right to not work with whatever client you don't want to work with. And nobody can force you into a contract with somebody. It does make sense to me. It's kind of like, then you just get the review is like she doesn't make cakes for gay people. Yeah. And then it's like okay. she really good, really good. She does. She knows what she's doing. She's beautiful. It's delicious. You know? She also doesn't like gay people or right. black people or whatever. Right. right. Who yeah. I don't know. Childless people. People who've had abortions. I don't. She doesn't like those people. <laughs> that like <laughs> you what know? you're saying makes sense morally to me. Morally, even yes. though it sounds terrible to say out loud. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know how that's manageable in a mod- in, in any kind of society. Uh, well, oh, the, oh, bike, the bike tire, is tire just went. Your tire just ah. decided to activate, okay? Well, you know. <laughs> hey, buddy. Did you want to get involved in the conversation? <laughs> so, like, you're talking to a cat. Is that how I talk to you my cat? You want to say hello? Hey, they're off screen. You just go, hey, hey, hey honey. <laughs> this is what living in New York is like. Your, your, your transportation is above you until you pull it down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah like, I, I don't know how to manage that sort of a decision. Like, you say... You're allowed to not serve these people because you don't appreciate their lifestyle. Like, it's just a very strange calculation to me mm-hmm. because, like, I'm trying to think of some sort of example. This person, uh, just to be clear, because I'm trying to think of an, an immediate example of a lifestyle I don't approve of. Oh, right? okay. This person fucks kids. Wow. Right? Okay. This person fucks kids. Mm. And he came in to buy a soda. Mm-hmm. And I feel completely fine telling him I will not wait, sell you a soda. Wait, wait, wait. Are you? Are you? Uh, are do you own a shop, right? Or do you? Or do you own a little mom and pop shop? Well, I, what I would say is that if I worked for the company, I would have a really tough day not getting fired. Yeah, you know right. What exactly. I mean? Yeah, if you worked for a large corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, would have a tough day a not. To like I'm not. I'm not coming on their policies yeah. and what they want to do. Yeah. But for me, it would be really weird to open that soda. And accept the money, mm-hmm. knowing all that shit. And he, like, what if he just walks in with the kid? Like, I don't even know. Um, you know what I mean? 
Like, you got to kind of be honest about how you test your own mm-hmm. moral, uh, you know, uh, positions. Mm-hmm. So, if we're saying, and I think we're kind of agreeing on this, like, you know, that someone doesn't want to serve someone because of their practices, what we're saying is, um, and I think I'm also right in saying this, that it's insulting com- to compare homosexuality to fucking children. Yeah. Because all I was trying to do was what what is something that bothers me? Right. Now, I believe that nothing bad bothers me. Everyone also believes that. No, okay. No, everyone yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. believes that only the only or sorry, nothing nothing good bothers me. Everyone believes that only the bad things bother them and everyone else is mm-hmm. bothered by other shit, but it's you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know of another example that would be something that I think people can do like uh but that would bother me this bothers me fucking children uh and it bothers the legal system as well so i'm kind of not as know, much as you think well you <laughs> it know, pretends allegedly to. yeah, yeah allegedly they claim to be very bothered by the it. right and ironic word to use they claim to be bothered by <laughs> it claim they claim to, to be. be upset by it mm. they claim it keeps them up at night yeah you know, yeah the government. it really doesn't yeah so <laughs> But you brought us here. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah I'm not I, mad. I'm, I'm co-signing. No, you. absolutely. I'm just trying to be clear because, like, you're not. You weren't trying is, to compare homosexuality to pedophilia. It's not, not what you were all. trying to do. I, I would. I which would is, feel which is, crazy. Which is a, an old trope. Absolutely, so. it actually was a thing. Like it was. It was. Uh, it's, oh, it's used. Still, it still is. No, it still is a thing. It's very much so still presently oh a thing because. We are what dealing with regressives in power yeah, who are yeah, bringing yeah, right. that, who are saying that, actually saying like in these t- days and times, right. saying stuff like that currently. Right, right. While they fuck kids, Mr. Matt Gates. <laughs> oh, I might need to refill my drink <laughs> because he just you just you know what I she was seventeen. Yeah, so, uh, no, she, I te- yeah, yeah. she was a minor. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, we will get another drink soon, but I'm going to finish this one point uh, uncomfortably and just say that I think that what I was trying to do with making the analogy was try to put myself in the shoes of someone who feels like they are being overwhelmed by the personal choices of their customer. Mm-hmm. And... And, it, and what would get you to the place where you're like, you know, I'm a lo- I'll lose my job today. Right. I'm like, not going to... What would even, do that for you? Yeah. It would be something like that. Yeah. So to me, if I'm, I don't know if there's a name for this, but like it's a certain way of uh, analyzing where you go from, I know I don't disagree, I know I don't agree with this person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at their opinions and see if I've felt that way about anything Mm -hmm. and try to identify in a sort of like a gravityless room kind of a thing, like where I'm taking their opinions and I'm going... Okay, I felt this way, in, or I would feel this way in that circumstance. In that circumstance, yeah. And this is what I came up with. Mm-hmm. Now, what it also means to me, what that tells me, is that some of these people, whether they have explored their own narratives for real, mm-hmm. like, and I guess for real is a limiting way to say that, but on a deeper level, whether they've done that or not, they really feel mm-hmm. like homosexuality is the way I feel about fucking children. That's how they feel. Yeah. And unfortunately, the only thing I understand how to do is block that person from my life or try to understand them by trying to talk to them. 
Oh, now, okay. That's that, different. <laughs> each action offends people. <laughs> I'm not offended each by Each action offends people. Them. It's just like, why, though? Each each decision is wrong. What do you think? No, they're not wrong. But what do you think you're going to learn? Well, it's not... I'm not trying to... I'm not... I'm honestly trying to um, just not be hopeless about my community, mm-hmm. which is the world sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you... Because we can't help feeling about things. Otherwise, why would Israel-Gaza make a difference to anybody from Michigan? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, unless you have connections to the region, you know, through your ancestry, your family, but, but we all, this is one of my favorite quotes that I, I heard, uh, Karl Marx said, nature is man's inorganic body, ignore man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Person, <laughs> but nature is our body. So it's our inorganic body, meaning it's a step removed. We don't actually feel it as directly as we do a cold breeze on our skin mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. But if we leave the house or the apartment and we run into neighbors versus a set of trimmed hedges that prevents us from seeing anybody (laughs) or versus we drive and don't run into interact to a single person until we get there versus 200 people in three different train stations Mm -hmm. uh, or whatever it may be. And everything that happens to us along the way affects the way we perceive the world, Mm -hmm. including what we read Mm -hmm. about places that exist somewhere else. So... I, I want to figure out a way to communicate to the people who would vitriolically di- disagree with me because that's a strength that I feel like I have. Mm-hmm. And I will exercise that muscle as long as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to me. And I do learn from it, but that's not why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it as an educational... Oh. I'm not trying to find out something about that person, but I do enjoy learning if that happens. And mm-hmm. almo- it almost always does, mm-hmm. but it's still not why I'm doing it. Why, wait, so why are you doing I'm it? I'm doing it because the nature of the world frustrates me. And I feel like this is getting involved okay. in the way that I'm good at. Okay. You know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. You're not a lawyer. I don't have, I know. The ancestry <laughs> doesn't, the Jewish hey. ancestry doesn't just get you passed by the bar like hey. that. <laughs> you know, but I'm not in a position where I can affect actual change in terms of my profession. My skill set is verbal, and I, I, I've worked my entire life on becoming a better listener and communicator. But, okay, but do you think that you could use, if, you're, if your instrument, let's say, is, ver- is, your, is verbal, so your, mm-hmm. brain, your mouth and your brain and all that, all that connects It's definitely tissue. the mouth, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> could that not then be your profession, though? You know what I mean? Yes, it just hasn't become that yet, and okay. I've tried to do that okay. over the course of time. Um, and failed gloriously, but we'll see if anything can change. From spectacularly, now on, some might even say. <laughs> right, right, right. It was spectacular for sure. There were spectacular <laughs> moments. But yeah, I would very much like to contribute to conversation and dialogue mm-hmm. and, and, and a t- specifically attempt to mitigate uh, uh, disagreement is such a rudimentary word, but... but um, conflict yeah i um i i definitely give put myself through the process when i hear something that sounds viscerally wrong i do the same thing okay wait let me look at this logically but also in the in in context so when that cake that that very very first um Mm. cake case came up several years ago of course at first you're like of course, they're not allowed to not discriminate against these gay people as, like, us progressives, as uh, liberal, bleeding hearts, uh, snowflakes. I just picture them cuck. making the dough and, and cursing. 
and just he's being like MF and F's. These two F's. Jesus Christ. These two F's. F in each other in the B. <laughs> Roll the dough. Oh the dough out. It just sounds so like it's such a stupid moment. <laughs> we don't like your kind around here. You don't deserve this yeast. Yeah. You want yeast? Go get it from a woman. Um, That's right. No. Yep, yep. So, so at first it's like, of course it's not, disc- but then you get into the, you get into the minutia and you understand right. the, the context and you start to do all that work that people don't want to do. Right. And you go to, cause people read the headlines or they watch the five minute clip on YouTube of the view people talking about it and they go, no, 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 they got away with it. They, they, cause the couple sued. Yeah. And the judge was like, no, be, the details of this case actually are a compelling reason. I'm not going to make these people make you your wedding cake or pay you for not making you your wedding cake. And, sure. and so when you get to the details of th- these were these were of course they were Christian people and we can get into the whole system of why religion just trumps any other kind of belief anyone mm. has. If you have a religious belief it's protected. If you right. have any other kind of belief it doesn't fucking matter. Right. But that's separate. And you get a tax benefit. Yeah, you get a yeah. tax benefit for that religious religious belief. Yeah. We should start a religion. Like come on. Like yeah. I don't want to pay taxes either. Um, right. But these people, these people are like hella Christian. I don't know exactly what kind. We're just gonna call them hella Christian. Sure. Wicked, wicked Christians. That's a denomination. Are, you know, <laughs> they're all out of Massachusetts. <laughs> all the hella Christians. Right next to Boston. The church is from Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they don't make Halloween cakes. They don't. They don't do a bunch of different things. All and it's all like listed. I think they had it like taped to their thing. We don't make cakes for these occasions. I don't think it said we don't make cakes for gay people. I don't think it said that. Right. I think it was specific. No to, rainbows allowed. No rainbows anywhere allowed. But in here. see, that's exactly where it gets significant <laughs> because that's where they used to have country club signs that said like on no the back, blacks, like no, no blacks, no Jews. women, no Jews, no dogs. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like literally in order of whatever they wanted. <laughs> but it was like Jews and women and dogs are all in the same category. No wonder y'all can't fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You're so frustrated. You have You're no idea who is anybody around you. Yeah. You react the same way. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. But when you when you learn it's like, okay, I actually this wasn't a singular discrimination. This was we just don't there's a whole swath of cakes we don't make. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I get it. I it, like it doesn't feel good. Right. But I, I, but I understand and I think the judge made the right decision in that case. Mm. And then it kind of, st- it, it, but, but what they did do is they forced, I think they forced them to close their brick and mortar location because there is something about having a brick and mortar location and there's something to do with like the specifics of having like a... It's exclusionary if yeah, it's a space. There, there's some, yeah, there's something special about that. Uh-huh. So they, so they forced them, I think, to close their brick and mortar location and only do online orders. Wow, so that's where the so. internet actually was able to save prejudice. Right. Yeah, so... Yeah. And, and, yeah, and then it kind of morphed into this into this <laughs> other situation where like a bright, either a bridal what's it, a bride, uh, wedding planner or something, someone who like right. works with weddings in some way, a right. vendor of weddings right. didn't. Now this is where I think this person messed up. Told this gay couple who had been recommended by another couple and loved their, love their work, what a photographer, I forget who it was, yeah, but yeah. The, uh, unfortunately put the reason in the rejection letter and said, I'm, I'm so sorry, but we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't do shit for gay folks. Right. And it was like, you didn't, have to do that. But you listen, could have just said you were busy. All the best season's greetings. Yeah, no, you didn't. And, you, you didn't know, have be to safe call, out there. You didn't have to call yourself out like that. Like, nobody asked 
you to tell the people why you didn't you could have just said oh, i'm so sorry i'm booked i can't i can't do it mm-hmm. and then just moved on with your life but you had to tell them in writing yeah. <laughs> that it was you weren't going to work with them because they were gay yeah don't do that yeah keep your discrimination to yourself but go everyone go back in the closet Right. Cadet Bonespurs is out of the White House. We need you to go back. We need you to be quiet. We need you to be in your spaces alone with each yeah. other and stop telling us what you think about everything. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. No, and that's it's not fair. helpful. That's fair. So, of course, they were upset. And I'm in the comments. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm su- a super progressive, but I'm also a freelancer. I don't want to be forced to work with any clients I don't want to work with. Right. I don't want to be forced to work for anyone I don't want to work with for right. whatever reason it is. Sure. So, even though I don't like the reason... I think the person not working with these people is their right to not do that. Well, I, I understand it literally. It's just like work to me is exactly the thing that makes you get along with people that you wouldn't normally have to. Like, that's the kind of thing that I've always just had to do. Like, you ever worked in an office? Sarah's a fucking problem, but I she's there. I can't fire her. You know what I mean? You know, so I got to work with her. She shows up. (laughs) I don't respect her choices in life either. Yeah. I mean, she makes some terrible ones. Mm -hmm. Dated the manager. You know what I mean? He was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then you found out that Sarah's a fictional name, by the way. This is a real person that I'm talking about, but it's not a real name. name. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there was this one coworker I remember she dated and she was her own version of crazy too. Like she came up to me once out of nowhere when I was behind the bar and she was a server, and she said, um, hey, do we put garnishes on, like, the sodas, like Diet Cokes, like, automatically, or what? And I said, oh, that's just the kind of thing if, 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 if you think they should have it or if they ask for it. And she said, oh, like an abortion, and walked away. And I had known her for a week. <laughs> I kind of like Sarah now. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like I would like her if, if I knew that she knew that she was joking. Oh. I didn't even know if that was just how she thinks and like that was a that was not a funny comment. That's just like her, you know, emoting. That's I, I like, like going it. through something. <laughs> I just that was a moment for me. I I really appreciate it. I respect that. the wording of it. Like yeah. it was worded really, really well. <laughs> like in terms of a person who loves jokes, that's fantastic. <laughs> but like any person on stage, you can have a great, a really wonderfully worded joke and you don't deliver it right. This shit doesn't work. Yeah, very you know? true. <laughs> and a lot of times it doesn't work because we can't tell if they know that they're joking <laughs> or if this is like a real story. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I've, I've learned to not believe anyone on stage anymore. You've taught me. Because I because I consider comedians liars and uh, I don't like liars. Yeah, and you're like, no, well, no, we're, we're not liars. We're know. story... Yeah, Come exactly. We're storytellers. Then don't say it. True story, guys. True story. I tell you, 100% true story. This yeah. is totally true. Yeah. Don't say that if it's not true. <laughs> well, I can understand that in a guess, especially between a white and a black person. This is a really wonderful <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Because the white person's going, why does it matter? What is the point of authenticity anyway? Just have a good show. And the black person's like, no, truth is important. Is it not? And I'm like, I'll get it. I'll get it. I, don't I like a good show. Yeah. And I say, I don't Look know. Look at him overreacting like he always but does. <laughs> this, is, this is a bit that I was working on, which had to do with the fact that off- I was talking to a friend of mine about this recently, about how authenticity is not important to Caucasians. <laughs> and you know this because we have cover bands and tribute bands making money for decades oh. off of other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. 
But have you ever seen a Public Enemy tribute band? <laughs> like at Vegas, doing the casino route? Of course, they wouldn't be doing that. There. Doing like, you know, like, I shut them down, and then being like, hey there, how's your steak? Yeah. In the middle like, of the song, you know? Clearly doesn't work for that. <laughs> clearly. But I think it's a reflection of, and it's an overgeneralization, but it's a reflection of, I think, the fact that exactly what I said about like, I don't care about the truth. Just give me a story. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of part of who said, don't, who said never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Somebody oh, I think that, that was John Prine. Actually, that's a really weird reference. Cause I, 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 um, actually don't worry about this. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if we have the answer to that. Oh, I can't believe that we came to this. Cause I, I remember hearing a friend of mine tell me that once. Let's see if it's a quote. We'll look it up. We're going to involve technology for a second. Sorry to everyone. We never do this. Anytime you know, we are like, oh, I think it says that. Let's not look it up on. Let's not Google it. Right, right, <laughs> right. I just I like to be in the in the moment. But now that we're recording, we might you know might want to make sure we know what we're talking about. Right. Okay. Here whatever. we go. Okay. Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Oh shit. Really? Uh. And for those that don't know, Mark Twain is a pseudonym. No, Mark Twain is a. Oh, I don't actually know that. It's a that. pen name. It's not but his I real mean, name. But I mean, that makes sense. It's a pen name. Yeah. Mark Twain is not. I, there, I did know his also, real name. Also, big fan of the N-word. Oh. <laughs> oh. So, so, the, so um, Huckleberry Finn is one of those one of those books that the, that the, that the Floridians got out of school because it got the N-word in it. Wow. It's one of those, it's one of those books. Yep. That's when everybody they, looked at that story and we're like, we don't even know who we're annoyed or, with right now. Or they changed the word to some other word. Like... Not this word, but like brother or some other non-N-word word. They changed it. Right. Because little Timmy is too fragile. Yeah. To, to understand and hear, you know, how how shit was. Sure. Now, now and like you used to be able to say, oh, like 50 years ago, like 50, like now it's 80 years ago because it is 2023. Seven, it's like 73 years ago, 1950, right? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, yeah, but that was like 73 years ago. Do we still like have to care about? And it's like. Y'all don't know how quickly we can go back there. Yeah, we're we, finding out right we're now. We're finding out, but like it is real easy. Just a couple <laughs> of Supreme Court justices, and uh, we are a Supreme Court House justice or, away. Know. The Speaker Mike Johnson. Oh, the he's Speaker special. Is, he's special. Oh uh, yeah, he's like he's a hardcore MAGA. Yeah, right up in it. He's right up in it. He's ugh. And and the, the, the funny thing is, people like have stopped. The right has kind of stopped talking about how sleepy Joe like can't get a sentence out without without like stuttering or trailing sure. off. Once, uh, who's the turtle guy? The guy that looks Mitch like McConnell. a turtle. Once Mitch McConnell <laughs> had his whatever the fuck was going on, his little mini strokes oh. on the house floor several times. I ain't heard shit <laughs> about Joe Biden fumbling over no words. Yeah, that's right. But he, his face froze. Yeah, he was buffering. He, <laughs> he was buffering. He was buffering. The progress that. bar was not progressing. No, it was just like <laughs> whatever that was. Yeah, going on. I ain't heard shit about Biden and his. He looked out and. <laughs> those lights and those cameras and didn't know what he was looking at no yeah. no he was having and i'm not making fun of him having a, some kind of medical problem no i'm pointing out that's for later yeah well Sorry, we're, no. I mean, we're gonna do it it's just <laughs> no. not in this episode right we're not just want to be clear yeah we should, we're not yeah. doing that right now. It's, it, the, the, po- the point is not to make fun of someone who is clearly needs to be um in a home somewhere and not making laws yeah uh, about women's bodies anymore that's for sure um, I don't think but he knows yeah. how his works. No, he you know, sure, certainly doesn't know how his wife's works either. And no know? one really wants theirs to work the way his is <laughs> right now. Yeah. So that's kind of another thing. I mean, you know, uh, we got to figure out what this government's going to look like in 10 years. 
Hopefully, it'll be a lot less gray. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, it will be a lot less gray because... A little more vibrant. Uh, because those people are going to die. <laughs> I hope it will involve a lot more lotion. <laughs> lotion and sunscreen. Yeah. You can't just be out there raw dog in the sun. Right. Like my, my cousin said that. Um, yeah. The guy I'm interested I like in that. looks like... He looks like he'd been running without... You know, and some people, sure. like, ju- they just don't understand you have to put sunscreen on. Right. They're like, oh, I tan. It's fine. The tan protects me. And, well, technically, that's true. You still can get melanoma. Sure, so yeah, So she yeah. was just, like, out here raw dog in the sun. Right. And I was like, I like that. I'm going to use it. That's, that's <laughs> literally my uncle's method. I think he goes over and burns one time in the beginning of the summer, and then that's his coat. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's how you die of skin cancer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can't tell a smoker nothing. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. We live in sickness. That's true. No. You yeah. do it to yourself. We do. Yeah, yeah. Too. That's you, why I just, the other joke it was all about how smokers' philosophies are always negative. Yeah. Always just like, no, don't vote. Just fucking, <clears throat> nobody gives a shit. It's all going to burn anyway. Well, you know? I have a question for you. If you could get the same feeling out of something that didn't put smoke into your lungs, like a patch or, or a salve or something, would, would you, is, there, is there an oral fixation you have to where you have to smoke something? To Most feel? definitely. Okay, so that's part of the experience. Yeah, I don't know exactly as much about, like, the details of how relevant the fixation is as, as like, what, if there's, like, a percentage or some shit. Yeah. But I know that even when someone brought up the vape pens, I was like, no, I need the burning paper. Uh, and I need the ritual of rolling it up. Yeah. And making my little cappuccino, oh. you know, with a little bit of milk and a little espresso. Oh. I need to have my blend the way I like it. tobacco and weed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if they know what you're saying. Well, I, that's why my translator's here. Your little yoniisms. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's just, what he calls his orgasms too. His yoniisms. No, I call them cappuccinos as well. Oh my <laughs> Actually, they're a flat white. Because of the foam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I was like, wait, because of the because of the foam on top, mm. and then you fixed it. Mm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Flat white. That's a, that's his rap name. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Flat white. MC Flat White. Coming to a brewery not, near you. Not low flap wet. Flap, yeah. flap wet. Not a little flap wet. I only perform in garages. Wet. You're a 90s tribute band because nobody calls themselves MC anymore. We were doing an entire evening dedicated to Hootie and the Blowfish. I only want to be with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're good, we'll play some Dave Matthews. So let her cry. Yeah. Dave Matthews with his all black. But we talked about this already. Yeah. The <laughs> drummer's amazing. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of... Everything is fine. Everything's fine. Can't you tell? With Georgia and Yoni. Hi. Our hearts go out to everyone who's in the middle of war. Everyone. Right now. Yeah. uh, It's it's sad, but we're here and everything's fine here. We're here and everything here. Yeah, that's the most empathetic (laughs) message you can give with. I mean, like, we're fine we're over fine. here, so... Oh, Jesus, that's terrible. I'm not really sure what everyone's... What the big deal is. Yeah. But anyway, we will... We'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us on our very first, hopefully, a recorded, video recorded... That's right. ...visual episode. Visual. 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 It is whole visual. Ouais. Ouais, c'est vrai. Good night, everybody. All right. Remember to tip your waitress. Indeed. Even if it's a man. <laughs> Come on, man. Sexism.